Welcome to Gen Z Girlies, the podcast designed specifically for Gen Z women and non-binary folk. This is the place where you can grow your confidence and learn about how to build careers and lives that you'll love. Here you can join a community where we sit down with other Gen Zers who are leveraging their interests and talents to make waves. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, your biggest supporter, and your advocate that whatever you can dream, you can do. And this, this is Gen Z Girlies. Hey, Gen Z girlies. Thank you so much for coming back to another episode. I'm so excited about who we have joining us today. I think it's going to be a great episode and we're really going to get some insights and get to hear about another person who is just has a lot that she's accomplished in her life so far. And I know that she has so much that she'll be able to share with you and just to bring to this interview in the table. But I'll go ahead and just let her jump in and um, guest, if you kind of just want to maybe introduce yourself and then kind of just tell us in your own words a little bit of what you do um, and like what that looks like, what your role is, kind of just everything that encompasses you and your work right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, my name is Celine. I, um, I am 24 now. Oh my gosh, I'm turning 25, <laughs> which is a really crazy feat if you think about it. Um, I live in Malaysia for the most part. Um, I'm originally from Malaysia, but fun fact about me is I've grown up around the world. I've lived in four countries and like six, seven cities now. I can't even remember, lost track. Um, I founded a company in 2020 called 98, um, because fun fact, it's the year that all the founders were born. So that's the little nod to our generation. (laughs) Um, and yeah, 98 is a Gen Z agency focused on social media and digital marketing. Um, we help clients with their strategies for Instagram, TikTok mainly, but also odd ones like LinkedIn and Twitter and all that fun jazz that, that come really naturally to Gen Z's, which is just being online and yeah, we have a blast doing it. That's really cool, Celine. And I think, I mean, I was like looking at like the company, like a little bit of like what you do and getting to hear about it directly from you is like so cool for me. And I know it's going to be so cool for our audience too, just to kind of get that behind the scenes look of someone else that's like, you know, their age and doing something that they're really interested in as well. But I guess I'd love to hear a little bit about how you started getting into that um, and like what that kind of journey looked like for you. Yeah. So On a personal note, this is not what I ever dreamed about doing. So I actually moved to L.A. to – I got a dance degree from Loyola Marymount University, um, and that's, like, all I wanted to do since I was a little kid. And I graduated in the year 2020, so the pandemic hit and entertainment wasn't open. So um, this opportunity to start an agency with some of my peers came – literally landed on my lap and so I was like sure I don't have anything to do like I'll wait the pandemic out without knowing how long it was going to be um all that jazz so um starting 98 was never really in the plan owning my own business at 21 wasn't in the plan but I feel like when life gives you lemons you got to do something with it um so that's kind of how it came about but we did get an opportunity from a professor at LMU being like hey if anyone wants to start something like we'll mentor you and that's kind of how this flourished 
Yeah, I think I think that's a great story. I think within that, that is such like an inspiring story too to be like owning your own business at 21 and then to where it is now um, with where you're at. What do you think was the hardest part about kind of, I guess, like pulling that business from like the ground floor up and like creating that? <sighs> there was a lot of challenges along the way. Yeah. Um, I think one of them is just knowing that we were kind of ahead of the curve a little bit. So when we started in 2020, vividly, someone had just said, like, no one's ever going to pay for Gen Z marketing. Like, that's not going to be a thing. They may pay you for, like, graphic design and copywriting, but they won't pay you for Gen Z marketing. You guys should just drop that niche. Um... And then we literally just did a count yesterday and like there are so many Gen Z agencies now. Um, so in the span of three years, like the topic of Gen Z has just been such a hot topic and everyone in every industry is talking about it. So I think one of the hardest things was in the early stages, no, like not really having an example to follow. Um, mm. like we were definitely one of the pioneers of it, um, obviously not having a lot of money. That's always a struggle. But yeah, I think it was just a challenge to get people to listen to us, you know, when we're 21, to mm-hmm. not much experience and three, it's a new concept. So to, you know, get people to buy into innovation is definitely challenging. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, like you were saying, kind of having that challenge of people not necessarily listening or like not necessarily buying in to what you're doing, just especially with Gen Z and like what that looks like right now being a huge challenge were there any concrete steps that you took to kind of really dive into fixing that challenge or addressing that like if there was someone else that's kind of Gen Z and maybe working to start their own business either in a similar field or different what advice would you kind of give to kind of like circumvent that challenge that's also a really good question um not quitting I think that was a big one Um, I think it's really, really easy to quit. Like when everyone is telling you all these things, it's super easy to quit. Um, So I think not quitting is a big one. Um, And then also just setting boundaries. I feel like people take advantage of Gen Z from time to time. Like, oh, like they're new, they'll do anything. Like, you know, I, I think like being able to be like, I remember the first time we said no to working with someone. Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, like we just took the power into our own hands. And that that's like a really strange feeling when you're so young um, and just starting out a business. So I guess like know your morals, like where, where is yes, where is no. And it's okay to say no, even though it's a gut-wrenching feeling. Yeah, no, I think that those are really important, just the setting boundaries and being able to say no. And also the not quitting, I think, is a huge thing that – I think we hear about, but it's so easy to kind of, you know, like glance over it a little bit and just feel like we can keep going or that we should quit when we should really keep going. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. And I think on the other end, kind of talking about like the hard parts about what it's looked like for you to kind of grow that business and get into it. But what have been some of your favorite parts, I guess, that have come along on your journey or best memories that you kind of have with that, the good as well um, with the hard things? Oh gosh, there's been a lot. Um, me personally, I absolutely love, I feel like an old lady saying this, but I love working with young talent. Um, so we run a really robust internship program. Um, and that's been like the joy for me. Um, 
we actually just hired one of our interns who or who has been interning with us since last year into more of a part-time role and after they graduate they'll be joining us full-time and that's like a real like win and big circle moment for me like just being able to see someone's growth someone's leadership and like end up loving what they do enough to stay um that that was really nice um yeah and I also think when we won our first award which was 2021 um think LA startup of the year um in Silicon Valley or Silicon Beach I forget what the whole title is but that's like kind of the first time we were like oh we did cool shit like people think it's cool um so yeah those are like two big highlights I would say well, that's awesome. And also congratulations on those awards, even like a little bit after you've gotten them. I mean, that is just such a huge accomplishment that you should continue to celebrate even to this day. That's so impressive and really just huge. Um, and so I think kind of talking about like the things that have been hard, but also the things that have been good, but everything that kind of goes into making your businesses, your business kind of what it is. Um for someone who maybe doesn't know or isn't super aware of what that industry kind of looks like, what would like a normal day look like for you um, within your job or like what do kind of the operations of your business look like? Oof. Um, a huge question. I know. I know. A lot to get into. Yes. (laughs) Um, It definitely changes daily. Um, I, I guess I'll give some preface on what I do specifically. Um, I'm a co-founder, but also like we we have C-suite titles, which none of us really enjoy using just because, I don't know, we share a lot of the workload and everything. But formally, I am CEO and COO, so I do a lot of the big picture thinking and planning, um, organizing leadership teams within the company, and then just the day-to-day operations. So some bookkeeping, some payroll and HR stuff, like just admin checks, stuff like that. Um but on the client side, I work as an account manager and a project manager, um, which basically means I lead a lot of the projects. Um, I'm the main point of contact when it comes to clients. Um, so those are like kind of the main roles I do. Day to day, lots of meetings for me usually just because I am a front facing person. So I do meet with my clients quite a bit. Um, and yeah, I'll pitch in work for new business every now and then. Um, I just really try to keep the 98 ship sailing is kind of my success metric. Yeah, I love that. I love the picture kind of of keeping it the ship sailing. I think that is definitely makes a lot of sense to me on kind of like what it is that you do like within the company. And I think kind of going back a little bit to I know that you're talking about how like one of the things that really had you all kind of stand out like from the crowd was the fact that you did have this Gen Z kind of niche and that like that ended up being a really huge asset for you. I think as we're kind of talking about like the Gen Z like part of that, what do you think that the future of kind of career looks like for Gen Z, like going into the future and um, maybe kind of on both sides, like what it looks like for businesses to interact with Gen Z, but also what it looks like for Gen Z kind of entering into the workplace. Like, what do you think that's going to be end up looking like? Yeah, that's something I have a lot of conversations with because I deal with a lot of hiring and HR and just working with, you know, partnering with schools and for internships and whatnot. I think it's we live in a very interesting world right now. Um, I 
I think it's it's kind of a battle. Um, yeah. We did a lot of studies, and, and Gen Zs are, like, really passionate about so many things, and I think that's the hard part of settling into a career, which a lot of previous generations may not have had that much of a hard time with. It's like, okay, you just you go to work. Like, you have to go to work. And then hobbies are for after work. Whereas I feel like now, like, people are finding new ways to monetize things mm. and, and, you know, they want workplace flex- flexibility. They want their, like, employers to, you know, be understanding if they have something else, stuff like that. Um, and I really relate to that, too, because I teach dance part-time still um, in midst of all this chaos. Um, but I, I think to myself all the time, like, oh my gosh, if I didn't have the flexibility to, you know, pick up my projects every now and then, like, I'd go, I'd be miserable and I would not want to be doing this. Um, so I think flexibility is really the key word in understanding, like, how to navigate Gen Z's. I think Gen Z's also need to be flexible with their other generational counterparts. Um, tech doesn't always come easy to everyone, um learning new technology doesn't always come easy to everyone so I think it's a mutual understanding um when it comes to like cross-generational workplaces yeah absolutely I think that that's a really good word too of just having like flexibility on both sides but also that I think that the workplace is kind of tending towards a little bit of Gen Z looking for more flexibility and I love what you were saying about dance as well like that's so fun that um you dance as well and like have that as a hobby and keep that on the side and I think looking at kind of all of those things together as well because i think it's a really interesting concept with the idea of flexibility but also hobbies what do you think it kind of like looks like to balance having a life like with your career and like what does that kind of look like because i think that especially as we get more into flexibility which i think is so great but it also kind of blurs that line even more so what do you think like that like kind of looks like as far as the best way to balance the two or integrate what are your thoughts on that it's a huge question I'm probably the worst person to ask about this I don't have much balance in my life to be very very honest with you um but that's something like I feel like I'm okay with so Mm -hmm. I think like everyone's balance threshold looks a little bit different um but yeah I, I mean like I think with Gen Z's too we're less like fixated on loyalty to a specific corporation or company um so the mindset of oh I have to stay here put put in my time my five years to climb the ranks or whatever like almost any time I see any of my friends that I don't see frequently I'm like how's work they're like good but I could be looking to move and I don't think that's a reflection of a bad workplace I just think like we're interested in other things we want change like change is good Um, so I feel like if, you know, there's a struggle with balance, something feels, you know, uneasy, like change is like completely normal for this generation. Um, so that would be my advice. Like if, if something doesn't feel that right, like it's totally fine to look, um, for something that might fulfill another part. Yeah, I think that's great advice and um, something that I've even tried to enact in my own life. So I think it's always even validating for me to kind of hear, you know, other people saying that as well. And I guess kind of like jumping off of that as well. um, And this is like a personal question, but also like for Gen Z as a whole as well. But like within kind of 
pursuing like jobs that you're looking for ones that fit a little bit better like what is it what do you think just in general but then also to you like what does it look like to like live a good life kind of in the mix of uh hobbies and career and moves and everything that's going on right now oh that's such a packed question um Mm. I think it's doing what you want to do Um, that sounds super simple, but I think like we get pegged as a generation that we're lazy or entitled. Like Mm. those are some words that I hear around in like describing this generation. Um, but I think like we know how to still make sacrifices for the things that care Mm. that we care about. So I think having a good life is like knowing that one, you can't have everything. It's physically not possible. Um, but to like give everything a go, um, like I think like we are for the first time in a long time, like we're going to be a generation that isn't afraid to try new things, whether we're good or bad at them. I feel like there's like the whole like, you know, stigma that like, oh, once you're an adult, you can't pick up a new hobby because like you're not going to be good at it. And like you missed your window of opportunity. And I think with the internet and, like, TikTok and stuff like that, people are learning just, like, home crafts or whatever. Like, access of information is so readily available. So I think a good life is just never, like, saying no to something that you might be interested in. Um, You can give it a go and you can be terrible at it or you could hate it and then drop it. Like, that's kind of the beauty of the world we live in is that we have the freedom and flexibility to try things and, yeah, just not let those moments go to waste. Yeah. I don't know no, if that I answered love... your question. <laughs> no, I think it definitely does. Actually, I was just going to say that, like, um, what you were saying about, like, kind of not being afraid to, like, try things and kind of, like, even as we're getting older, I think one of my favorite things I think I've seen on TikTok actually a lot lately is the idea of, like, these adult hobby classes kind of coming back. Because I remember when I was younger thinking, like, oh, like, why can't, you know, like, I learn something new. But I love these ideas of, like, I think I've seen like a lot of like adult ballet classes or like, Mm -hmm. you know, like adult pottery classes and that um, there's so much room to like try new things and to have a hobby. Like even after you start a career is like, I think such an important thing for sure. Um, And also just kind of like what you were saying about like Gen Z being um, kind of having this perception around Gen Z of sometimes that they're lazy or that um, there's a lot of the, they're a little bit more entitled Um, I actually just wrote a LinkedIn post the other day. I've been very into LinkedIn lately. Yes, but about this. um, But yeah, I think it was very interesting because some people um, about how like that is a perception, but it's actually not true. And I think that Gen Z have some of like the strongest worth like work ethics that I've actually seen. And it's just um, different expectations and new expectations and not being afraid to ask for um, things to get better. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying about um, not being afraid to try new things or to go for things that haven't happened yet. And I, yeah, really think that's a really important part for sure. I think though, within that, I guess I would love to get your advice on like what you think for Gen Z. So I think that there is still some probably like lingering anxiety around trying new things. And like, I think we are heading in that direction, but there is still like, you know, some anxiety around that and like what that kind of looks like in Gen Z kind of to get to that point of not being afraid to try new things or to go after it. What, like, what would your advice be to how to do that and how to get over that kind of like mental uh, hurdle that some people have? 
sign up for something that doesn't let you quit or you would lose a lot of money if you quit. Um, but <laughs> That's a good one. No, and, and there's like a whole... I love fitness and like doing online workouts and stuff, but there's a whole thing of like, why aren't like, why are so many fitness memberships like not free? And it's because you're more likely to do something if you've paid for it. Um, Mm. so as much as that's like super practical advice, it's kind of true. Like if you've paid for something, like the odds of you, like actually following through with it is important. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just don't be scared and don't quit. I know like quitters mentality can be really challenging, especially in a world where there's so much noise and like, you know, potential social media judgment and whatnot. Um, But I think like you just have to remember at the end of the day, like, who are you doing it for? And if the answer is you like every single time, then that's all that really matters. Um, And I think it's also just getting over the fear that you may not be good at something. Mm. Um. I did a challenge of running a mile a day. I hate running. Um, and it's not that I know, it's not that I can't run this mile. I know I physically can. I just tell myself I can't for some reason. Mm. Um, and yeah, like the feeling of not quitting was really, really satisfying. Like at 31 days, I was like, oh my God, I, I did that. So I think there's a lot of like remembering, like you can be proud of a lot of things you do, even though you may not be like, I'm never going to be like a superstar track runner or anything, but it was a really satisfying feeling. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I think kind of going off of that too, I like, yeah, I love that. It's just like, kind of like the starting small sometimes too. Right. And like, yeah, not being like afraid to like to start trying or to be seen trying. And, um, yeah, I think like one thing for me that I also like learned, um, because I, I do like a lot of solo traveling as well. And so oh, when I solo fun. travel, yeah, it's super fun, but super nerve wracking when you first kind of start, because it's your first time, you know, going out doing things alone, or you have to figure things out, you know, in other languages. And um, I think it also just helped me to realize that like, it's also okay to be scared doing those things, yeah. or it's okay to be anxious. And that if you show up and do them anyways, then the next time you do it, it's just going to get easier. Um, exactly. But that yeah, it's okay to like show up and to do those things scared. Um, but yeah, I love what you were saying about the, uh, the mile a day. I actually just, um, ran my first half marathon, which is super exciting and I'm not a runner at all. So I was kind of doing the same thing, which it was very much like, it was, it was kind of hell to be honest during parts of it, but you know what? I got it done and I was super excited about it. So I get the kind of just showing up for yourself and Um, when you're like showing up for you, it kind of adds like another layer under it. Yeah. I think that I can't remember which who it was, but there was some blogger that I was following for a while who I love. She thinks she had this like phrase, which maybe it wasn't directly from her, but she would say like the promises you make to yourself are the most important ones. Mm -hmm. And that's always kind of stuck with me, you know, of, um, those that you like make to yourself, like those are the most important ones to keep. And like, once you keep those, um, your life kind of blooms and gets bigger from there. Um, and I think kind of just also on the topic of doing things scared or being anxious that I know like a lot of times it's really hard these days to kind of make friends or to find friendships or community, um, especially with, you know, like work or, um, being anxious to ask someone to hang out, but for you kind of, what does your, your friendships and your community look like, um, in tangent, like with your career, but also, yeah. How have you made those and maintained those while also working, um, with what you do? 
That is such a great question. Um, I talk about this all the time that it's very challenging to make friends yeah. as an adult. Um, yeah. And I've moved a lot in my lifetime. So I've pretty much moved at every time, like, like elementary I've moved, then middle school I've moved, high school I've moved, college I've moved. And I'm, like, a firm believer that, like, every time you move or, like, every time you leave a life stage, if you can have, like, count five good friends from that life stage, Mm. that's, like, more than enough. Um, I feel like we are immersed in a world, like, especially with, like, following and stuff on socials, like, we are obsessed with having quantity and that's not always what you need. Um, If you have, like, 30 quantity quality good friends like good for you but that's not for everyone obviously um so yeah I think like just like making sure that the relationships I want to keep I keep um and I'm someone who lives everywhere in the world right now so kind of like you I travel a lot I spend a lot of my time alone if I'm being very honest Mm. um so I think there's like a hurdle too to like being okay being alone um and I don't, like, text my friends constantly. So I feel like, again, disconnecting with Gen Z is, like, a huge thing. Like, we're always just, like, doing social media cleanse or just, you know, not texting or whatever. Like, disconnecting mm-hmm. is such a huge part of, like, pushing away clutter and noise in the world we live in. Um, but I do think, like, when I do see my friends or when I do get that lunch or whatever... Um, it is quality time. It's time that like is so precious and so amazing. Um, but making new friends is hard. Um, yeah, especially I'm a little bit more shy these days. Pre-COVID, I was very extroverted, <laughs> but that's changed. Um, so yeah, I spend a lot of my time alone and I'm not afraid to talk to new people. Um, but I'm also like at a point in my life, just like to how I do business, that, like, some friends aren't just for me anymore, like, or some people don't really have a place in my life, and I think, like, we are growing up and being okay to be, like, yeah, like, you know, my circle of friends don't need to stretch a mile long, and I think that's really, really awesome. Yeah, no, I feel like you just had so many good things in that little segment. I love, I mean, honestly, everything you just said, I love the thing that you kind of said about, like, when you leave like or go into a new like life phase if you can have like those five good friends like that's such that's such a great way to look at it um I love that and I feel very on the same uh same wavelength with like kind of what it looks like to spend a lot of time alone but to be intentional with like those five friendships and also I think what you were saying just about like finding that time to disconnect as well because I think that Mm -hmm. is it's one of the I think it's like the interesting part of social media is because it is social media has so much good to connect us and um, what that means and to, you know, like uh, innovate and like kind of go forward and like what that looks like. But I think you're also right is that there does come a point where there is a lot of noise and like, what does that Mm -hmm. look like to disconnect and kind of unclutter your life a little bit within all that I think is super important as well. Um, Totally. So uh, yeah, definitely. And a question, I guess I, I kind of like to, ask everyone as well that I have on the show or I guess there's two questions but the first one that I really like to ask is um kind of for like what you know now like what you've had like happened in like the last couple years of getting into career and um yeah just kind of getting into that what advice would you give to either yourself or another Gen Z who is kind of at the point of getting into their career or not quite sure where they're going maybe they have a lot of questions like what would your advice to them be 
Oh, one, you can't plan life. I, again, landed in these crazy leadership roles that I'd never imagined myself having. Um, so yeah, like, I, I don't know. I feel like, especially in high school, and, I, and I've been out of high school for a while, so maybe education system has changed. I don't know. <laughs> but like, there's a like a whole fear, like you have to know what you're doing with your life by like 11th grade. And like, that is the farthest thing from truth in the entire world. Um, you don't need to know what you're going to study. You don't know, you don't need to know what you're going to be like. You need to know what you're good at, I think is kind Mm -hmm. of what high school should be teaching you. Um, for example, I thought I maybe wanted to do physical therapy, but like, I'm the worst test taker in the world. Like, was it really a smart idea for me to do like six years of, you know, (laughs) biology tests and like, no. So it's like understanding, like, what are you like naturally good at? What can you lean in? Like, what are your skill sets? Um, so I think that's like a a huge piece of advice I would give to people is like understanding your skill sets. Um, you know, like if you're not a public speaker, it's not saying that you can't improve in it, but maybe that that's not a role you want to like force yourself into. Um, so yeah, don't plan, know your skill sets. And I, I would just say, try new things out. Um, I, we had an intern at 98 who I love, love, love dearly. Um, who recently just left actually and her whole reason was one I wanted to like enjoy the rest of college and which is a beautiful and fair reason on its own but the second is she's like I just want to see what's out there um and I think that's an incredible mindset to just like I know people get comfortable and I know people like you know like what they do but try new things you never know what sticks you never know who you meet um and yeah if you're just like an early getting into your career like totally fine to just explore a little bit um I know that's not exactly what society tells you that you have all the time in the world to explore but I I do think there's some value in change um especially at a younger age yeah no I think I think that's really great to say and you've hit a lot of things like right on like the head right there with like nail on the head and I really like what you said about especially high school is a great time to figure out kind of like what you're good at and um, lean into that a little bit. I think that's a great way to look at it that I've actually never heard before. Um, I think that's so important. It's kind of leaning into your natural gifts. And a lot of times that's the directions that you end up going in is the things that you're good at, the things that you love. Like there's no reason why you shouldn't follow that or to really lean into that because that's such an important part of who you are. And just to kind of follow that, I think that's so, so great. Um, And then as we're kind of just wrapping up as well, the second question that I love to ask everyone, which is a little bit more fun, a little bit more about you. Um, but I also love to ask everyone um, or all of the guests, whether there's something in your life recently that you've been loving, kind of whether it's like music, a new recipe, a new hobby, it can be really anything, but something that you've been loving that maybe our audience would as we were talking about trying something new would love to like try something new or what would that what would that be for you yeah that is a good question so this isn't new actually but I um little backstory I had two majors in college I never had free time and I remember just like powering through each semester like die 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 like it, it was I wouldn't change it, but it was a lot. Like, could I do <laughs> yeah. that now? Probably not. Um, and then I came my, my last semester and someone was just like, you should try wheel throwing. 
And I was like, cool. Um, so pottery, essentially yeah. making bowls, plates, and all that fun jazz. And I was like, cool, I could fit this in my schedule. Let's give it a go. And this is the first time in college I did something that wasn't like related to anything I had to do. I was terrified because I, I'm not a very crafty person. Um, I was taking it for pass or fail, so that made me feel so much better. But long story short, I got hooked. Um, and it's not a hobby that I do like every single day or every single week. Yeah. But I did take a course, like I committed to a six-week course, like la. Oh my gosh like maybe six, seven months ago. And I probably walked out with like one thing that I really liked, which is totally fine. But that is the one thing I would recommend. Oh, I have stuff here actually. Here's oh my yeah. Bowl that I made. Um, oh, that's so pretty. Wait, that's so impressive. I yeah. love that. That's I have so some nice. other stuff too, but like these aren't as cool, I don't think. Okay, um, your stuff looks so much better. I took a like a year ago, but I took a pottery class. Did not turn out that well. So yeah. honestly, so nice. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, so yeah, like that's probably been the thing. Like, you know, I've been so busy with dance all the time. That's like the only creative outlet I thought I could ever do, and, yeah. and so this is really fun. And so if anyone has to try anything, um, go throw some clay and have a blast oh my gosh well I love that I think that's such a great idea and I think that that is such a good just theme kind of for this episode too is to try those new things to get out there to not quit and just to kind of put yourself out there I think is so great um well thank you so much Celine for taking the time to be on this episode and kind of giving just the Gen Z girlies audience just kind of like a little bit of insight into what you do and what it looks like to kind of run your own company and get into Gen Z marketing. I think that is such a cool um, just pathway and thing that you've really managed to do and accomplish. Um, as we're just kind of finishing wrapping up, I do like to ask, is there any way that our audience can um, connect with you or get in contact if there's best ways? Like what would those be for you? Yes. Um, Lee, well, professionally speaking, um, LinkedIn's always okay. a good um marker it's just my first name and then my last name celine dash chai on linkedin um follow 98 on socials uh the creative team at 98 does some really cool shit um it looks amazing always so follow 98 it's 98 la 98 la um (laughs) and then if you're gen z and you want to get involved we have something called the koi pond which is where we just get to talk to regular Gen Zs like you and I. Um, and we that's it's a huge way for us to help brands give feedback and just like give them access to real Gen Z voices. Um, so join the Koi Pond if you want. Everything's on the website or on our 98 Instagram. Um, and yeah, my, my personal Instagram is CelineC underscore XX. I don't post very frequently anymore, but you can see the life of me through the lens of travel and dance. Well, I love that. I mean, I I will definitely have to go and follow you, Celine. So that will be super fun to get to connect that way as well. But thank you again so much for just taking the time. Um, And just end out, we've kind of talked about the ways that they can connect with you. Um, For the Gen Z Girlies audience, if this is your first time listening or if it's your second time listening, we'd also love for you to connect with us. We have um, 
an Instagram, a TikTok, and a Twitter. It's at Gen Z Girlies Podcast. We'd love to uh, see you there and get to engage with you a little bit on there. Or if you have any thoughts or ideas or whether you know someone who might be really great to have um, on the pod, uh, you can email us at genzgirliespodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you no matter the range, no matter what it's about. <coughs> um, we would love to get connected with you. Um, but Celine, thank you again so much. This is such a great episode. I'm so excited for our audience to get to hear about it. Um, or not about it, but to hear about it, but also to hear it just in general. Um, but Gen Z Girlies, thank you again for listening. Um, and this is Maddie and Celine signing off and we will catch you on the next episode.